Next on BYU Sports Nation, pinpointing the next signature win for BYU football in 2016. The Cougars on a mission to exceed expectations. They're always on a mission. What are the win expectations for BYU football in year six of Independence plus Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman? Do the Sooners really want Big 12 expansion? I don't know. It's a BYU baseball game day. That's a fact. Eric Urey hit two home runs on Tuesday. What does he have in store for San Francisco tonight? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, May 12th, it's Hawaiian Shirt Day in Studio B. Always. Yeah, I guess that could go for a Hawaii shirt on, you, uh, on your no, side. No. What would you call that? I don't know. Prepster? Prepster! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU third team pickup all-star, Jerem Jordan. Third team? Right, yeah, right. I'm not even involved. If you, In case you missed it, Jabari Parker's been on campus hanging out. I believe he's cousins with Harvey Yunga, so he's hanging out in Salt Lake. Has family in the area. Okay. We wish that Jabari Parker had played in the Merritt Center two years ago. Well, he did last night. So they're playing pickup. Jackson Emery Instagram this. Jabari Parker gets a pass back from Nick Emery. Gavin Baxter catches on the three-point line, takes one dribble, and throws it down. He's going on a mission. He'll be back in two years, a top 100 player. But a fun moment from pickup in the Merritt Center last night with BYU players and one Jabari Parker, member of the Milwaukee Bucks, who passes to Baxter. So this was the anchorman moment. Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee to the dog Baxter. <laughs> Milwaukee Buck to Barry Parker to Gavin Baxter for the dunk. It smells of rich mahogany and many leather-bound books. That was fun. Oh. I know it's just pickup, but it's, a, it's fun oh. to see Gavin Baxter, the high flyer. I forgot where he's going on his mission. D.C., you think, or Maryland? Somewhere around there. It's stateside, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, At- oh classic, classic foreign missionary comment there. Oh, stateside guy. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that at all. Good I'm just grief. kidding. I'm just kidding. I just. I'm recalling that yeah, it is we, a stateside we mission. We know how to speak foreign oh, language. Oh my goodness. Went to yes. Brazil. That's what's up. Let's put on our elitist <laughs> caps. Where'd you serve your mission? You had air conditioning. I had a bus. <laughs> I didn't wash my. I, washed I my lived clothes in, in a hundred and twenty degrees with four hundred percent humidity on my mission trip. I washed in a bucket my clothes. That's always, literally always what about the one up. But as, <laughs> as you watch that video, Gavin Baxter, okay, eighteen years young, takes one dribble from the three point line in the corner and dunks baseline. He's six eight, super athletic, and an this, ESPN. This is- Top this 100 is, player. This is the moment we all wish happened dribble. two years ago oh. against Gonzaga. Not last night in pickup. <laughs> but Jabari Parker uh, had a good year with the Bucks in uh, year two. Of course, Torres ACL is, is a freshman or rookie year in the NBA. <laughs> but, yeah, fun stuff. Man. Milwaukee, Algonquin for the, the good, good land. land. Yeah. Yes. We, we milked that Wayne's World quote quite a bit. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation <laughs> headlines. Four is the magic number. As the BYU baseball team plays the first of its final six West Coast Conference games starting tonight at 6 Eastern on the road 
against San Francisco. The Batcats, a projected three seed in the latest D1Baseball.com bracketology. Softball will play in Mexico next season at the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge, February 9th through the 11th. I would like to be the first uh, to say I would like to go to that. Okay. <laughs> Mark Could, it down. For the first time, we'll cover softball on the road. <laughs> the Players' Championship on the PGA Tour underway today. Former BYU golfer Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays both participating on the course now. Let's go to the BYUSN Update Desk for a scoring update. At the TPC Sawgrass, Daniel Summerhays is 3-under through 17, tied for 19th. Zach Blair is 1-over through 9, tied for 62nd. Thank you, Dylan. That's good. So Summer Hayes is bringing it through 17-300. That's good. That's really good. Hey, and uh, fourth headline, football's Johnny Linehan confirmed on Twitter yesterday he has received a scholarship on the football team. So congratulations to him. Also, the BYU, money, 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 money. The Fan Fest is tonight uh, in Lehigh. Last night was in West Valley. Good for Johnny. He, that, now, he didn't play rugby. Did it cost BYU rugby the national title? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I think they had bigger issues in that game than Johnny Linhan not being there. But that was his goal, so congrats. On that note, hey, you got a scholarship. So rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Surging for the next signature win. You know what? That's about all I remember from that Boise there was State much BYU rejoicing. game. Yeah, it was, was just loud rejoicing. pandemonium. I don't know what anybody was saying. More anchorman. Loud noises! <laughs> there were just happened. a lot yeah. of loud noises. Yeah, exactly. Now, that was a signature way to finish a game, but was that a signature win for BYU? And in Independence, those have been hard to come by for the Cougars. Now, you want to add luster to your Independence resume. I don't think it's going to affect whether they get into the Big 12 or not now. I think the lobbying has, for the most part, been done. Yeah. Okay, but what better time than now in 2016 to get things rolling in terms of padding that resume, making yourself a more notable national power? Because there are always LinkedIn updated. That's my question. There are plenty of opportunities in the approaching schedule to get a signature win. The resume, you know, up to date. Who writes the BYU football resume? If you're Memphis, you're like, hey, look it up. You know, you're lobbying. (laughs) BYU's like, you know what we are. (laughs) We've been on Monster.com for 20 years. Monster.com. Oh, my gosh. Bill Connolly of SB Nation just produced his BYU football 2016 season preview. Thank you, Bill, for giving us fodder to talk for for days. It's loaded with numbers. But there's some really interesting data there. S&P ranking 35. Projected wins for BYU in 2016? Seven, exactly what Jerry Jordan said. said. That's what I said. And you said bowl eligibility. So yeah, what did you mean? And a, six and a half. Six and a half? You know, okay. So right there. Right there. But BYU projected to win seven games. So let's get into the nitty-gritty of what's involved in which games BYU's favorite in. Thank, Se- is, it, is it seven? Thank you, Nacho. That is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's win probability, according to Bill Connolly, is 50% plus in six of the 12 games. You could argue favored or not, you know, what not. only six? So he thinks that BYU is going to win one that they're not favored in. Can they because win? Because he has seven. Can they win two 
and ex- really exceed expectations and get to eight wins in the regular season. That would be something. It all depends on how teams shake out, right? It's May. We get to August. You kind of think one thing and see other. We thought Missouri would be good. No, nope. they, they were not good. Yet BYU lost that game, right? Dang it. <laughs> that was the one that got away from me last year. But looking ahead, let's look at the six that he has uh, BYU as as 50% plus win probability. Supposed to win games. Arizona is 63%. Toledo, Cincinnati, S, uh, Southern Utah, UMass, Utah State. Those are the six. Arizona 63% seems high to me. That's a neutral site game in Arizona. Neut- well, neutral-ish. Yeah, that's like that's playing true. at there Logan for lot. BYU against Arizona. The fan fest that was just put on in Arizona is uh, a testament to the fact that BYU has a pretty good following down there. Yeah, my mom's going to be at that game. Okay, so. <laughs> so Arizona, Toledo, Cincinnati, SUU, UMass, Utah State. Six wins right there. Bowl eligible. I, We're going to San Diego. I, awesome! <laughs> we being BYU Sports Station, we hope. Those are, <laughs> those are the six. That's it? The six? What? How about the underdog games? Starting with at Utah. 43% chance to win hey, that game. 40, I like that number. At Utah, you've lost five in a row. Come on. And on the, the biggest game, according to Bill Connolly of SB Nation. Uh, amen. Yes. UCLA, 40%. West Virginia, and this is totally different than what the ESPN Football Power Index said. West Virginia is almost down the middle. 48% chance to win that game. That's the game that BYU is least likely to win, according to ESPN's FPI. 31% Michigan State. That's too high for me. Because of when the game is, right? Mississippi State, 46. So, I mean, 46, 48. Five of those those, uh, six are in the 40s. So it's not like BYU is a huge underdog to Bill Connolly of SB Nation in these. We've reported on ESPN's FBI, Football Power Index, and their numbers with that. In fact, we had one of their guys on that's a former BYU guy, uh, grad. So this is an interesting thing because we've looked at the the past couple years of independence. There have not been that many wins that BYU's won where you thought – they weren't supposed to win that game. A signature win. Last year, BYU won the games they were supposed to win, generally, and they didn't in the other games. So this year, uh, which brings us to our Twitter question, BYU needs to win some of those games. Which game that BYU is not favored in do the Cougars need to win? So we presented those six. Let's repeat those. At Utah, UCLA, Neutral West Virginia, at Michigan State, home to Mississippi State, at Boise State. To me, the game is Utah. There's more riding on that Utah game, given the fact that BYU's lost five in a row, given the fact that it's a new era with BYU, given the fact that Kalani Saki coached at Utah. BYU needs to win that game. Yeah, there's no arguing that BYU... Thank you. Let's move on. Next. ...and Utah. I mean, <laughs> it's the elephant in the room when you look at the schedule because Utah's beaten Ute BYU five times in a row, including the Las Vegas Bowl. Although the Las Vegas Bowl one kind of got thrown to the back because of the coaching change. Yes, but I still walked out of there... Ticked off. Yeah, and but it's still part of And that's the, an edited word. Still part of the five-game oh, losing streak to Utah. So, yes, I know that that game is in the back of the mind of a lot front, of people. Front of the mind, Spencer. Front. The front of the mind. I said the back because it's May. The front of the mind of oh. people in May. <laughs> Can't be six in a row. Yeah. So, what, do you have another game? I do. Because that Utah game is on the road... And, B- and BYU... What is it, Spencer? Spit it out. <laughs> I know you're going to be like, scoff! What are you talking about? It's not Utah. Yes, I get why Utah's a big game, but it's on the road. I feel like it's more important for BYU for to defend the home 
field against the team they should have beaten last year. The most overrated team consistently in America. The Bruins of UCLA. BYU. Tony Knuch agreed with you last week. Needs to win that game because it's the home opener for Kalani Satake against a Pac-12 power in Provo. you got to take advantage of that home field, man. Yes. So the first eight. If BYU gets November, they're going at least 3-1. Should go 4-0. Okay? In November. Cincinnati, Southern Utah, UMass, Utah State. You need to win those. BYU has to survive. Has to survive the first eight. In the first two months. So I, I agree. BYU needs to beat UCLA. At BYU LASF Jazz tweets this in. We probably aren't favored in the national championship game, so I choose that game. What? <laughs> These are my X-Men Apocalypse Cyclops <laughs> goggles. Yeah, the national Good championship grief. game. Dude, nine wins would be like wild with this season. Every BYU nine. coach right now is saying there's only one game that matters, and it happens <laughs> how many days from now? Countdown to the Wildcats. One fourteen. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYOSAN and join BYU Sports Nation. Is BYU-Arizona the game that BYU needs to win? No, because they're favorite in it, right? Yeah, According to Bill Connolly. Yeah, get out of here. We're talking about the other ones. Underdog Two games. weeks from one hundy. Woo! From a Benjamin. Jerem says Utah. I say UCLA because it's the home opener. That road, The road effect for Utah is what makes it not the one that BYU needs to win. Up next, left fielder Eric Urey from San Francisco on a BYU baseball game day. But first, does Oklahoma want expansion? Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman joins us next. Boomer Sooner! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yo, what up? It's a game day for BYU Baseball. They're at San Francisco. You can listen to it on BYU Radio at 6 Eastern time tonight. BYU plays six WCC games, three this week, three next week. The magic number is four for BYU to qualify for the WCC tournament. Could be up to, you know, or down to two or three, depending on how other games shake out. There are six games in the approaching 2016 season BYU is not favored in. Which one do the Cougars need to win the most. That is our Twitter question today. I would like to read uh, the tweet from at Don underscore the Mon, who says, UCLA, losing a home opener can really take the wind out of your sails, matey. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, the Boise State win was nice. Uh, last week, they, or last year, got BYU to 2-0. Had got some them mojo, ranked. Nearly beat UCLA, ranked. and then had run out of gas the next week. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman College Football Expert, and I believe covering uh, the NBA playoffs as well right now. He's a busy guy, but we'll start with college football, Barry. Nice to have you back on BYU Sports Nation. Glad to be here, guys. Does the University of Oklahoma, and I'm talking like as a consensus, do they want expansion in the Big 12? Oh, uh, consensus really doesn't matter. Um, the president wants it. David Bourne wants it. And that's all that really matters. Um, so the answer is yes. Uh, there's probably some regions. There, there, there are some regions. There are some university leaders who would prefer status quo or going to another conference. But David Bourne wants the Big 12 to survive and wants it to feel like expansion is necessary for that survival. And that's really the only voice that matters. So the, do the regents, uh, what, what 
say do they have in this then? Because you know Max Weitzenhofer, the chairman, says some things the other day. Yet you're saying it does. You, in the end, it won't matter. It's just what David Bourne wants. I think that's right. University of Oklahoma historically, for for decades and decades, was was run by the regents. Uh, the president was not a figurehead, but he definitely was subservient to the regents. But David Bourne got here 22 years ago from the U.S. Senate and sort of changed the politics, uh, the dynamics of university administration. It's uh, much more like a monarchy than, uh, than in the old days. He, uh, he doesn't really run the regents, but they pretty much give him a uh, free gate to make decisions. And when there is a some kind of uh, uh, loggerheads, when they're not when they're not in agreement with each other, Boren usually wins. So I don't, you know, I, I think there's, you know, Max Weissenhofer saying that he he was not interested in, in expansion. He's really interested, I think, in going elsewhere. Um, so I think Boren will win the day in terms of the of Oklahoma stance. Now that doesn't mean the Big Twelve is going to expand. But it does mean that Bourne definitely, uh, I think, will have the uh, the Oklahoma push will be for Big 12 expansion. Barry Trammell with us on BYU Sports Nation. You have opened up a couple of very intriguing doors here with your comments, Barry. And first of all, I want to talk about the fact that Oklahoma wants some sort of change, whether it's expansion in the Big 12. If the Big 12 does not expand, what is the chance that Oklahoma leaves for another conference, and where do you think they would go if that happens? Well, I mean, I think it's, po- it's, a, it's a distinct possibility, but I think it's down the road. I don't think it's in the next year or two. First of all, the grant of rights, uh, the Big 12 has it. Uh, so, I mean, Oklahoma's not going anywhere for several years. But I think once we get past the 2020 threshold, which, frankly, is not that far away, uh, but once we get closer to the 24, 25 years when the, when the grant of rights and the TV contracts end, then I think, uh, if, if, it, if the Big 12 really hasn't progressed, if it hasn't really, uh, transformed itself, then I think Oklahoma would be likely to leave. And where they would go, who knows? Um, the Pac 12, I think, would be what I would pick as the favorite, but not any kind of overwhelming favorite. I think there's a lot of support for the SEC because of the football culture. Academically, people like the Pac-12. Um, the Big Ten is probably not an option because Oklahoma is not a member of the AAU, the Association of American Universities, which you know Sooners have been trying to get into for many years. Maybe someday they'll get there. If they do, they may be in the Big Ten. But uh, I think it's most likely Pac-12, but certainly that's not a, uh, a heavy favorite right now. That's an interesting comment about that uh, association of universities. Um, what, why would that keep them out of the Big Ten? The Big Ten has never uh, – everybody in the Big Ten was a member of the AAU, and it basically was an, a requirement for admission. Um, it's even to the point where in years past they've debated whether to invite Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not a member. And some people in the Big Ten didn't even want Notre Dame because of that. Now, Notre Dame never really, you know, offered any kind of assurance that they would, would come. But uh, uh, the one thing that's changed is that when they, they added Penn State, of course, and then Rutgers and Nebraska and, and Maryland, all those are members. But after Nebraska got in the Big Ten, the AAU kicked Nebraska out of the Big Ten. They, they, they're ranking in some sort of research money or something. I don't 
claim to understand it. But they, uh, they kicked Nebraska out. So not everybody in the Big Ten is a member right now of the AAU. But everybody that's ever been invited into the Big Ten is a member of the AAU. So uh, there's not a lot of confidence that the Big Ten would ever come after a school that's not in the AAU. Barry Trammell, featured on NewsOK.com. Follow him at Barry Trammell on the Twitter machine. Is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking about the Oklahoma program, athletically, where they want to go, if they seek expansion, and where does BYU fit into that. So let's go that angle now, Barry. BYU on paper, according to Barry Switzer, which we thought was hilarious given his past with BYU, is the best fit for expansion in the Big 12. If David Bourne is the most prominent voice, which you have said quite blatantly blatantly uh, on the show today does david boren and oklahoma want a team like byu in the big 12 you know i don't know if there is i don't know of a preference for david boren pro or con on the big brigham young when i've talked to him about specific schools he's frankly sort of dismissed it as he doesn't really care if if the big 12 would go for expansion he would he would let others, it sounds like, make that decision. Um, so I don't think there's a consensus at Oklahoma pro work on on BYU. Um, my impression is a lot of people in the Big 12 like Brigham Young. It's clearly the best football out there. It's clearly the best brand. Barry Switzer's right. It's really sort of a, it's a no-brainer, really, if you're going to expand. The Big 12 needs Brigham Young. Uh, there are some concerns. Whether they're legit or not, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, the, Brigham Young has the reputation of being uh, a, prou- a power broker within its conference, uh, somebody that likes to throw its weight around. I don't know why anybody would think BYU would come to a new conference and have the power to throw its weight around, but that's what some people fear. Uh, that's one of the things that got the Big 12 in trouble in the first place was Texas's sort of overbearing personality. They don't want another one of those, although I've, you know, I've made the point if you've got an overbearing personality, one way to – to uh, dissuade that is bringing another overbearing personality. <laughs> no, but, I mean, but you know, but so anyway, all the all the uh, you know, another private school I don't think is an issue because uh, Baylor and TCU. We used to in the Big Twelve. We used to just have Baylor as a lone soldier in uh, in uh, the Big Twelve. But now TCU's joined them, been an excellent member. It's not an issue. So I I think Brigham Young would be fine. Some people worry about the geography. Uh, when the Big 12 added West Virginia, that gave the conference, went from middle America to a slight eastern lean. Uh, seems seems funny to some to, to lean back to the west and stretch the conference from Provo to Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, those are some of the my, most, the biggest concerns about Brigham Young. But the truth of the matter is, when you're adding to your conference, it's really not even close. The people that, the people that are available, there are two classes of school, or maybe three classes, but the first class is Brigham Young by itself. So to me, if you're going to expand, uh, you've clearly stated, everybody stated, the whole dang world has stated that football is what matters. If that is true, then you've got to expand with Brigham Young. I was just going to ask you, why wouldn't? BYU be invited to the Big 12. You mentioned the overbearing uh, personality and travel. Is there anything else that sticks out? Because we're sitting here at BYU going, one, hopefully the Big 12 expands, and two, will it be BYU? Those are the questions we're, we're sitting on here. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I just, I think I listed the, the whatever the concerns are, and, and the truth is, uh, you know, the, the geography is a is an issue. Um, you know, it's a long way. It, we talk about how far, you know, uh, it is to Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, and if you're in Oklahoma City, you you can actually drive to Provo by going through only one other state. There's a dirt road that you can get from Oklahoma to Colorado. They got there's about eight miles of border they they share. <laughs> uh, it's not it's it's not even a paved road, but you can actually get into Colorado without leaving the state of Oklahoma. So you could actually just go from Oklahoma to Color to to Utah by going through only one other state. See, it's not that far, is, Barry. <laughs> well, until you hear this, from <laughs> Oklahoma City to Provo is farther than Oklahoma City to Morgantown. Mm. So it's a long way up there. So that's a legitimate concern for your tennis teams and your golf teams and your softball teams and whatever other teams you got. Yeah, and that's, so the, that's, thing, a concern. that's the thing that people so are talking that's about. That's something they'd have to work through. That's something they'd have to work through. Yeah, I think everyone the gets caught up on the, on the football yeah, travel. Bring up the, people bring the football travel doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. And, you know, Dana Hogerson's made this point since he's been in the league at West Virginia. He said, you get on a plane for every road game. He says, who cares if it's an hour flight or a two-hour flight? What's the difference? It's not, you know, nothing to it. But for the other sports, it does matter. The one other issue, which I think is a non-issue, is the Sunday play. Um, I did a, I actually did a study a few months ago, went through all the Big 12 uh, official sports uh, that coincide with Brigham Young sports and found out how many actually use Sunday play for regular season or postseason championship. And the, the real truth is it wouldn't be any big deal at all. You know, uh, soccer might have to not finish on a Sunday. they got a Sunday championship game. Uh, the Big 12 men's basketball doesn't play on Sunday now with their tournament. The women do, but frankly, the women's basketball tournament is not a success uh, at the gate wherever it goes right now. So why would you why would you keep out a great football member just because you want to protect the women's basketball tournament? That doesn't make any sense at all. So the Sunday play can be worked around. It, you could do that in literally less than before lunch. Meet on the morning and before <laughs> lunch, that problem is solved. I like the way you think, so, Barry. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, some of these things, I mean, the travel is, a, is an issue. Sunday play is not an issue. Joined by Barry Trammell, uh, Oklahoma columnist, sports editor, great writer. We'll finish with this. Uh, we know that Oklahoma and David Bourne specifically are pro-expansion, and that carries a lot of weight because he has a big voice in the Big 12, obviously. But Texas has been slow to the roll. Are there any other schools that are lobbying to prevent expansion that have a large voice in this other than Texas? There are no schools that have come out that we know of that are anti-expansion. However, there's got to be some. I personally don't understand the the non-expansion um, stance of a school other than Texas. I understand Texas's point. Texas has a great stance. Texas has the Longhorn Network. Texas has uh, a fifteen million dollar payday from ESPN and gets its own network, and that's going to go another 14, 15 years. The Big 12 wants to expand in part because it wants to establish a conference network. So they're asking Texas to give up, not necessarily the money, because they would work it out where Texas would get the same money, but they're asking Texas to give up its own network 
I can see why Texas would drag its feet. I don't know why anybody else would. Um, a conference network and expansion would really solidify the conference. It wouldn't lift it into the financial realm, I don't think, of the SEC and the Big Ten. But it would get it pretty far down the road so that in five or ten years, you're not way behind those other conferences that you're competing against. I don't understand why a TCU, a Baylor, a Texas Tech, I don't understand why those schools would not want expansion. So, But there's got to be some, um, or I think, you know, if, if the vote was 9-1, to one, I don't even know if Texas could stand up uh, to that. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a case of people, some people like the financial security the way it is, the pie is split 10 ways, not 12. It's a pretty big pie, much more than they've ever been getting. So, you know, there's a little bit of pushback from, from conference uh, expansion. But the truth is, some of the people that don't want expansion, it's not that they're against expansion. It's that they, don't just, they just don't see a viable two, a, two additions. And, you know, that's the problem I had with the Big 12's lack of vision four or five years ago. You know, they added West Virginia five years ago. Uh, Louisville and West Virginia were the two candidates. They chose West Virginia. The television networks basically said, take West Virginia. So they did. I don't know. They should have taken Louisville at the same time for this reason. It's much easier to get to 12 from 11 than get to 12 from 10. Absolutely. And if you take Louisville four or five years ago, then you decide, let's get to 12. Let's have a title game. Let's do all these things. You got Brigham Young sitting there. You got a 12 team league, and you're not taking a flyer on anybody. But if you add Brigham Young now, you still are going to have to take a flyer on somebody. You're going to have to take a flyer on Cincinnati or Connecticut or Central Florida, schools that really haven't built their brand the way the Big 12 has and the way Brigham Young has. So that's the situation. Some people aren't against expansion, they're just saying, who are we going to expand with? Barry, always a pleasure to talk to you. We appreciate the uh, interesting tidbits that you bring to us from that part of the country. And uh, we wish you the best of luck in your busy schedule with uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the NBA playoffs and uh, handling all this Big 12 madness. Well, good luck to the Cougars. Uh, I think it would be a great day if BYU can get in the Big 12. You just gained 1,000 more Twitter followers, Barry. Thanks for the time, my friend. See you guys later. All righty. Barry Trammell on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. (laughs) Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That's our go-to. Whenever somebody says something good about BYU, it's like 1,000 Twitter followers. Here's what I learned from that, okay? The Longhorn Networks, uh, the sticking point is the money that they get. BYU TV and and money, that won't be an issue to the other Big 12 members. Tom Holmo has said. Because this has been a question. Are we, uh, you know, a stumbling block for the Big 12? The answer is no. Tom Holmo has said that BYU TV helps we know, in the discussion. Yeah, we yeah we know Tom's side of it, BYU's side of it. I mean, for the other members, there would be no issue because they'll go, how much do you make of that? And the answer is not the same that ESPN <laughs> is giving the Longhorn Network. That was fascinating. Yeah, there was a lot there. He, Holy cow. He believes that BYU would be a great ad. The Big 12 Everyone needs does. Brigham Young. That is a direct quote from Barry Trammell. Up next... Quarterback named Twins? What? And Jabari Parker at BYU plus Eric Urie of BYU Baseball on a game day. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live on BYU TV. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. 
presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow us on social media. Most of it's BYU Sports Nation. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Snapchat is BYUSN. Hang out. Just got this tweet in from at JJ underscore Crow 3. Imagine how you will feel if BYU loses to Utah compared to how you will feel if BYU loses to UCLA. Amen, my man. UCLA is big. Utah is bigger. According to who? Everybody. According to the local fan base of BYU fans that deal with Utah fans on a regular basis? If you are a BYU fan and you think that losing to UCLA would be worse than losing to Utah, I question your fandom. It's Utah. BYU's lost five years in a row. They have to win that game. I know what that means to the players and to the programs and to the state and all of that. But what would make a bigger national splash? A win over Utah or a win against UCLA? That wasn't the question. That's my point, though. That's why I feel like UCLA needs to happen Wait, more than but Utah. I thought UCLA was the most overrated program in the country, so it won't make they that big are. a splash. It's fantastic because they are. Because they are overrated, but still notable. They have Josh Rosen. You're going to beat Josh Rosen in UCLA? That's going to make a way bigger national splash than beating Utah. It's a fact. It's a fact? Yes. No, it's not. It's really? Not a fact. You're going to argue that Utah would be a bigger national win for BYU than UCLA. You don't know whether Utah's ranked higher at the time. You don't know. Is it in dramatic fashion? I guarantee fashion? you, you Utah will mean. not be ranked higher than UCLA in week number two. I guarantee it. Utah, Utah had a better season than UCLA last year. They won 10 games. Not the point. Not the point. Utah could be ranked. What's a bigger name, UCLA though? What's a bigger time. name? You just changed your argument. UCLA. You, I just said that Utah could be ranked at the time. No. No, I don't think so. Anyway, joining us. start ranked. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline on a BYU baseball game day from the BYU Batcats is Eric Urie. Eric, welcome to BYU Sports yeah, Nation. We're, re- we're ready to go, man. If you couldn't tell, we're, uh, we're fired up. How are you feeling today? No, I'm feeling good, just hanging out in the hotel. My roommate's Hayden Nielsen, and we're just getting ready to play today. And so, just hanging around, hanging out. What's Hayden, what's Hayden Nielsen like as a roommate on the road? Hayden Nielsen, oh, he's a great roommate, you know. So right, he come just on, man, he's sitting right he... there. You're like, hey, he's a great roommate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. We have breakfast is on our own here in San Fran because everything's too expensive. So we went to the store. Hayden bought the the milk and the bowls and the spoons, and, and I bought the cereal. So great you got to work on a budget, right? No, yeah. Pretty aim is what we get. That's all we got to make it work. Eric Urie, BYU senior left fielder, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Six home runs this season, including two in a win over Utah Valley on Tuesday. The offense kind of rediscovered itself in that game against Utah Valley on Tuesday after only scoring, I believe it was one run or three runs in two games uh, to close out the Pepperdine Series. What changed for you guys going into that Tuesday game against Utah Valley? I don't know, against Utah Valley, I mean, we we dropped the game before, so the series was tied one-to-one, and we really just stayed with the same approach that we had in Pepperdine. We just, I mean, put together a lot of at-bats that were really quality at-bats and got on base for each other, and, I mean, the ball flies a little better in Utah than it does in Oceanside Pepperdine, so Malibu, but it was, I mean, we had the same approach at the plate, but, I mean, the ball just, we just hit the ball, and the ball fell over in Pepperdine, and we hit the ball hard plenty of times, but, I mean, the the ocean, and the, the the ball really doesn't carry well there, and, I mean, it could have been a different game if we're playing that in Provo, but, I mean, we play where we play, so. Two homers Tuesday against Utah Valley. What changed uh, about your plate 
plate approach on Tuesday. Well, I mean, I wasn't trying to hit home runs. I would like to say I was, but I just got a couple pitches to hit. And last time we played UVU, they liked to, I mean, they challenged me inside a little bit and had some success. So I talked to BYU uh, coach Pratt and was talking before the game and seeing if they were going to come into me again. He said, "Yeah, I mean, look for that pitch in, and if you get it, just get the get the bat out and hit it." And I mean, that's what happened twice. I, so it was really exciting. I've never hit two home runs in a game, and it was pretty fun to to do that. Never, like growing up, never, or at BYU. No, actually, no. Yeah, I, I never even hit a home run in little league. It's kind of sad. Wow. To admit, but I, I, you and <laughs> I me, man. Hit home runs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my last at bat in little league. I hit the ball off the fence, and I probably started crying on second base after hitting <laughs> a home run. Eric Urie of BYU baseball with the senior left fielder joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. When your ace, Mike Rucker, takes the mound, which he will do tonight, he's 10-0, and 0, and I believe, mm-hmm. if not solo, in the lead of most wins this season. He was at some point. He's tied. With earlier this week. Yeah, okay, yeah. so tied now. What is it like for you as a defender when he takes the mound? Oh, when he takes the mound, we know Mike's got great stuff, and we know as an offense, if we score a couple runs, we're going to have a great chance to win. And as defense, too, I mean, Mike throws strikes. And I mean, he strikes a lot of hitters out too. But he puts the ball in good spots where I mean, they don't they hit it, but they don't hit it well, and that gives us as defenders a lot of opportunities to make plays. And he's a really great pitcher. We're glad to have him. And obviously, he's ten and zero, so he's doing great things for us. And we just have a lot of, a lot of confidence when he's on the mound that he's going to keep us in the ball game and give us a chance to win. So we're really excited when Mike's on the mound. I believe you have an eleven game hit streak. What's it like to go to the plate right now where you're on a roll yet you want to keep that going? I really don't even think about that. The only reason I know that is when when Ralph, our our media guy, he tweets that out or something. I don't really pay attention. I don't think many of the guys do. Is as long as we're winning as a team or pitting well and playing well as a team, it, I, none of us really pay attention to that kind of stat. Can we expect a Sports Center top ten nominee play from you tonight, Eric? <laughs> I would love to have another one if we could. But I don't. I, I w- usually BYU TV gets me on, or if we're on Sports Center. But the W, we'll see. But. I think that's what the game's on, and I can't. I don't remember, but I would love to make another play like that. It's, it's a good time. Other than this interview on BYU Sports Nation, um, what, what, how cool was it to be on Sports Center um, and have your you featured in a top ten play, man? It was pretty cool. I actually, so I was on it in Kansas when uh, I made that diving play when Maverick Buffalo was pitching, and then my last play when we were playing uh, Gonzaga, I stayed up to watch Sports Center twice at. 10:50 and 11:50, and I was d- depressed both times when I didn't see me get up there. But Jackson Clough, one of our players on the team, said that his mom was watching Sports Center at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. and saw that I was on there again at number 10. So I was pretty pumped. I actually fell down a spot when I thought that play was better than my last one, but it was actually cool. So I was on it twice, and I, I never saw it. But Jackson Clough, maybe Jackson's lying to me, but that's what his mother <laughs> said. So I would trust his mother. Listen, don't don't get picky. Being in the top 10 is enough, man. <laughs> no, yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, I can't. I mean, ten plays in the nation. I was one of them, so I, that that is pretty cool to do that. Yeah. That catch was unbelievable. In fact, we'll track it down again and send it out today, just because you're on the show and it was so fantastic. Spencer it, just gave someone an assignment. I will over do the it myself right if I have to, Eric. That catch <laughs> was amazing. Uh, joining us from San Francisco is the BYU left fielder Eric Urie as the Cougars open up a new West Coast Conference series against the Dons tonight. BYU has six WCC games left. Four is the magic number, and that, you know, fa- wins on your end factor into that or losses by other key members at the top of the conference. 
How do you approach things when you know the goal is, one, to get to the West Coast Conference Tournament, but you're still trying to win the regular season for the first time ever? Yeah, and that is really the goal, too. I mean, Coach talked about, I mean, before we left, what it is really what we have to do to achieve, uh, to make it to the conference tournament. But really, as a, as a player and as a senior, I'm sure Hayden could say the same thing, is that we would love to win the conference. And if we win out, which we definitely could because we have the talent to do it, there is a shot that we could be the, the top spot in the conference. So I would love to be the outright conference champs. And obviously their goal is to make it to the conference tournament and then win that and make it to a regional. But it would be, it'd be a sweet feather in the cap to, to win the conference outright. Tell Hayden we say hi. No, I'll tell. Hey, what? Hayden, they say, they say hi. <laughs> he, said, well, he said, what's up? Yeah, that, that a baby. Does he like the nickname The Chief, by the way? The Chief? Yeah, I would, I would imagine he likes that nickname. He, he, he calls himself The Chief, so we like it. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, Eric. Uh, let's get you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your road trip in San Francisco, and uh, good luck tonight, man. All right, appreciate it. Eric Erie on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yeah. Which game that BYU football is not favored in do the Cougars need to win? Jeremy and I have very subtly discussed our opinions. We only subtly discuss here. (laughs) Up next, a couple naming twins after BYU quarterbacks? Big deal, no deal. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of the show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And that's the case on BYU Radio tonight. So TV, BYU Sports Nation, Radio, 6 Eastern Time, BYU at San Francisco. We just talked to Eric Yuri, who says he will hit at least three home runs and have a SportsCenter Top 10 play tonight. Wow. No, okay, he did, probably. He didn't say that, but that was my interpretation. He said he would love to do that. <laughs> he also uh, never, hit a, he never hit two home runs in the same game, even in Little Ever. League. He did that against Utah Valley. Hey, great time to start that trend. Goodness. Twitter question today, which game that BYU football is not favored in do the Cougars need to win in 2016? At Monique Laugh says, all of them! Hashtag Blue Goggle Alert. We want an answer. Tweet back in. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cop-out. Oh. It's time we play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. BYU football projected to win seven games by SB Nation's Bill Connolly. No deal. That's the exact number I said a couple of weeks ago. So, actually, I changed to big deal. Big deal because Bill agrees with me. (laughs) I quickly changed. I say no deal. It's just another projection. Last year, it was BYU's going to win eight games. They won nine. Like, it just, I don't care. Just, I care about what actually happens in the games. Number two. Wait, is Spencer okay? I am okay. Wow. I am okay. All right. He's more than usually just all big deal from Spencer. Number two, big deal, no deal. BYU fan naming twins Taysom and Tanner, or is it Tanner and Taysom? Ah, therein lies the great debate. Tanner Mangum tweeted about this, that someone had twins, and they're naming them Taysom and Tanner. I assume that the older child is Taysom. Which one will they bless first in church is my question, (laughs) because that is essentially the starter. You know what I mean? 
That so I go big deal. That's awesome. That there's twins named Taysom and oh. Tanner. Yeah, this is a big deal because it gets the quarterback's attention. I mean, Tanner tweets about it. It's fun. Fans love it. This, and the quarterback this with, never gets attention. This so this happened is new. With Jimmer, you know, there's a Jimmer now because of in his 70, Jimmerness. In '78, someone named their twins Jim and Mark for Jim McMahon and Mark. What? No. <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. Johnny Linehan gets a football scholarship. Big deal. If someone influences the game in a great way, they need to be on Scully. So now his wife, Marissa Nimmer, was on scholarship, and he has one. Was Marissa a senior? Yes, she's done. Okay, so that stipend and that money is gone. So this is big for the Linehans that he gets Absolutely. a scholarship. I agree 100%. This is a big deal for Johnny Linehan because... This was never part of his plan when he originally came to BYU. <laughs> Goodness, now he's a full scholarship recipient as a BYU football player. Yeah, and I know what this means to his family. That I've had the conversation bucks in with him. In a month, <laughs> they're 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 trying to establish a family and get things you know rolling in the future. This this is a big deal for Johnny Linehan and for Marissa, his wife, and their family moving forward. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Jabari Parker playing pickup ball at BYU with BYU players. I'm kind of indifferent in this. I think it's cool, but I'll go no deal. I think it's fun. I don't think it's a big deal. But but it's cool that he uh, you know played in the Merritt Center. Although Chicago to Provo t-shirts could finally maybe be used because he was in Provo playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Ask the guys like <laughs> Gavin Baxter and Nick Emery and the BYU players that get to play with a current NBA guy, a lottery pick. This is a big deal because his talent playing against him or with him technically should make or I guess theoretically should make you a better player. I think it's a big deal to have it's NBA like guys of, running around. Well, not a pickup. It's not going to make it that much better. Who knows how many games it was. Okay, one night of pickup. Okay, it's seven nights. It's not that big deal. <sighs> Number five. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Mike Rucker puts his undefeated streak on the line tonight. I go big deal. If Mike Rucker can go undefeated this season, that's a pretty cool thing that we'll remember forever with BYU baseball because if you go undefeated and you play the whole year, that is ridiculous. So I say big deal. I say no deal because he's going to win. He's going to be 11-0. and 0. I ain't worried about Mike Rucker beating San Francisco in game number one. BYU wins when he pitches no deal. He'll be 11-0, and it'll be that much better after tonight. Yeah, he's had a couple of games where he had no decision. Like, BYU's lost games that he started, but there was no decision for him. Let's just be clear. He, he left the St. Mary's game, game. Yeah. on the Thursday night that he started with a 3-1 to lead. Yeah, he's never lost. He's never lost the game he started this year. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Big deal, no deal. Our Twitter question today, which game that BYU football is not favored in, according to SB Nation's Bill Connolly, do the Cougars need to win? At Laser Sheep says, for me, it's Utah and then Michigan State. BYU needs a signature win to make a splash. Coming up, what's PGA Pro Zach Player up to after his putter incident disqualified him? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter for help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jeremy, what should we do? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Four is the magic number as the baseball team plays the first of six final WCC games starting tonight, 6 Eastern on the road at San Francisco on BYU Radio. The Batcats also a projected three seed in D1Baseball.com's latest bracketology. 
Softball. Jerem Jordan has made his appeal for BYU Sports Nation to cover the softball team when they play in Mexico next season Yeah, at the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge, February 9th through the 11th. Really good teams going down there. College Sports Madness projecting BYU to the Seattle region in the NCAA tournament that approaches very quickly. Selection Sunday is a couple days away. Cougars in the PGA. Players' Championship is underway on the PGA Tour today. There are no turkeys on the course, so we know, uh, other than a few of the players. Former BYU golfers Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are on the course now. Summerhays finished with three under through the first round, tied for 23rd. Blair has not been any of his putters today. He's two under through 13, tied for 31st. Back football! Johnny Linehan confirmed on Twitter yesterday he has received a scholarship to play football for the Cougars. Also another fan As fest. opposed to another team. BYU football was in West Valley... Utah last night to meet and greet fans. Uh, BYU football and basketball players will be in Lehigh tonight, as well as some of the other members of other sports teams to greet fans. Track and field. They have their final meet of the regular season tonight, uh, and to- today and tomorrow. Uh, it's called the last chance meet. This is not for single singles. This is for the tracksters uh, <laughs> to allow them to qualify for the NCAA region. Cougars in the minors. Jeremy Guthrie added another win to his belt. Seven innings, only allowed four hits and one run for the El Paso Chihuahuas. Volleyball. I want to see his belt that has like all the wins. The women's volleyball team defeated Jiangsu Volleyball Club in five sets in Shanghai yesterday. Very cool. They're in China. Future guests on the show, Jennifer Rockwood, the head coach of BYU Soccer. We'll talk to her about the recent trip to Italia. Hopefully she brought us something. I, I don't know if she was thinking of us. Prob- Probably she's, not. Yeah. Well, she's cool. But she is cool, but I, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on I know, her. I hope, <laughs> I know. I hope we got something. If we don't, that's okay. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who are we giving it to, Jerem? Johnny Linehan for getting a scholarship. That's awesome. Congratulations. How about to Barry Trammell for saying, the Big 12 needs Brigham Young. Yeah. I, I wish that would turn into actual expansion <laughs> um, action, but it's nice. It's cool. Twitter question today. Which game that BYU football is not favored in do the Cougars need to win? This in from at Sir B. Rob. Utah. The answer is Utah. If we don't beat them, the season is not a success. Now, you now, opened up Tweet Deck and read one that catered to your. Yeah. What do you mean? No. I, it caters to your it's, argument. Yeah. Besides the Utah game. Be- other than Utah, Utah's the right answer. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I wasn't reading one in my favor. It was you You're didn't right. even listen to me. It was, You're it was right. you. I acknowledge I'm wrong. What's the elite choice? At Russ Melrose. You're kidding, right? Biggest no-brainer of all time. Utah. <laughs> Think bigger people. It's National. great to be surrounded by people that get it. Thanks to all of our guests. Shout out to Francis Magleby. See you tomorrow. I'm Dave McCann for BYU TV. I began calling games and hosting shows for BYU TV about five years ago, right at the onset of football independence. Since then, with the help of increasingly ambitious football schedules and ESPN, national awareness of BYU sports is at an all-time high. By sponsoring the Cougars on BYU TV, you align yourself with an emerging national brand and value-based programming. There's no opportunity like it. Showcase your brand in the right place. Call or email for sponsorship opportunities today.